0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, Sue Costello. Hi everybody, it's me Sue, Sue Costello. I'm here with Walker and we're in the boogie down Bronx. So you have something to ask me, Walker. Oh yeah, so last time you were telling the story about the trial in Boston, when you were 18 years old, Mm -hmm. what happened? So I didn't say what happened? I don't think so. Oh, so yeah. So it was 11 guilty and one not guilty. And I turned the whole jury around. I was 18 years old. I turned around. Not guilty. Yeah. He got not guilty. And that's what I mean by the idea of like, that's how I feel now. I feel like that in every aspect of my life now. Like I'm like, "Mm, no, I can understand and I can hear what people say, but I'm so pragmatic. That judge said to me, can it be proved beyond a reasonable doubt? And it was not, that's all I needed to hear. I didn't need to hear what if, I didn't need to see the old lady that got mugged, I didn't need to see all, and that's why I feel like happens in the world. Everybody tries to do all these other things, blah, 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 look at this, and cha, but what about that, and what about this? And I'm like, yeah, no. That's not what we're talking about. And I'm. And that's what happens with a lot of the bullying, which is brings me to the yoga story. That's what happens with a lot of the bullying, and that's why it's so, and I was talking to, the, again, these, these younger women, I really, I have no problem, like, I don't think, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, younger women, all the I, if I could help one younger woman do for me what I, what nobody had, was able to do for me when I was younger, and I have no, this age thing, like, I wouldn't know what I know if I wasn't my age, I don't have that, and I'm very clear that I'm gonna die, like, I'm not like, oh, I'm not, so I'm like... <laughs> I am the age I am and I hopefully I can make I liked being alive though I do like being alive especially now I really like being I, I wake up every morning with such a reason for living like I, somebody's and everybody's getting it like this girl who came to me about working on my social media and these people that are doing my app they're like Sue you look like you know what your reason here on earth is and I'm like I think that's what happened and I was saying that for a while people are like who's your agent I'm like God's my agent and if you have a problem with God it could be love it could be energy. It could be anything. But I say this all the time. And I'm like, I've always known. I've always known the truth. I've always known it. It's not like I didn't know it. And then I knew it. I've always known it. But I always thought that I couldn't say it. And I feel like everybody that's that. That's what the meditation that's that getting connected with. That's why it's called I am Sue Costello, that small self that's like, the God in me, the love in me, because everybody's like, oh, I don't believe, it. yeah, but even church, like, yeah, they pervert the, they pervert this abuse of power. It goes back to the same thing. Every time you hear the podcast. you're going to hear me, make, connect the dots. <laughs> because the idea of this, it doesn't matter what religion either. It's like, it's the perversion of it that causes people to get mad. And they get so upset and it's so devastating because it's false prophets, which is funny because that's what the yoga thing is brings me to. False prophets, for prophets, that one is like, What? It happens every day. And this is what I'm like, it doesn't devastate me anymore. It used to make, I had like that child, like, I mean, people have said it recently too. Like people I've talked to, they're like, when you were a kid and you realized that life wasn't fair, it was absolutely devastating. But to me, I'm like, I feel like that's the answer. I feel like all of what I'm talking about is the answer. Having uncomfortable feelings, realizing that everything isn't perfect. That is imperfect—that thats the way out. That is the way of to find peace inside of yourself. The, this humility in a way that's like, yeah, I'm not that great. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be zapped any second. Like there's a humility in that. And it also gives me like a real reason to live. Like I really want to be alive now. Like I used to, I, this isn't a dress rehearsal. I think I was such an ego maniac, or so, and that whole idea, what you resist will persist. I was resisting all of it. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to know that life wasn't fair. I didn't want to accept that the sexism was there. I didn't want, I was going to show everybody. But by doing that, it was persisting. And now because I've let go of it, now I'm doing my own podcast. I don't, I'm in the book. I don't care. I'm with you. I'm in the Bronx. Like I can do whatever I want. That's what's so funny to me. I don't know what I, I was scared stuck in this, like, I have to do what these people are telling me. to, And and you know how many times a day people tell you what to do? Like a million. And then one day I realized somebody said t- something to me. They were telling me how to do my career and they, they had no, inf- like no experience in my career. And they were emphatically telling me what to do. And I was able to, because, you know, if you don't, if your emotions are running wild or it reminds you of something or you have your own fear or the other thing is that I would use that as a way to sabotage myself because I have a fear of success because I don't want to see that it's up to me. So I could blame this person. They told me to do it. And I remember thinking, I have lived a lot of my life through the projection of other people's regrets. People are telling me that I can't do things because they haven't done it. And I've been listening to them. I mean, how many times you can't do that? And I'd be like, yeah, I can. I remember this guy from this casino. I mean, the sexism stories, I don't want to, I'll tell them as we go along, but the stuff, I mean, this guy was like, I called the kid because I kept thinking like maybe somebody will care. I mean, it's a corporation. Maybe somebody will. No, they don't care. They literally do not care. And the abuse system set up is going to cause more abuse. That's what's going to happen. I'm in complete and total acceptance of it. It doesn't make me cry anymore. It doesn't make me sad. I'm not going to show them. I don't care. I'm going to do me. Uh, But I called this guy and he was like one of the big, big, big heads of the corporation. He screamed at me and he was like, don't you ever, ever, ever call anybody in this corporation again. And I, and he hung up on me and I went in the kitchen and I was shaking, shaking. And I was like, he's not my father. And I went back in the room and I called him and he answered the phone. And I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. I go, you just told me never to call anybody ever, 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 ever in your corporation. And I called you back and you answered. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> and it was so freeing because even he didn't know, this is what I was saying like in the last episode about the whole guy thing. Like we're so mad at them, but they don't even know what they're doing. So, like guys will say to me like, what What do you mean? And girls get really mad because they're like, not only are you doing it, now I have to explain to you what you're doing and I have to take, yeah, yeah. He didn't even know what he was doing until I did that and, and it freed both of us because he, he was able, instead of me telling him, instead of me, this whole idea of like, and bringing in a gang in a weird way. It's like, I would always have to bring in people. I'd have to tell people my story. I'd have to let them know. I'd have to, all these people. And I'm like, I don't have to do it anymore. I don't have to do it. So I was saying, so in terms of projection, I was telling everybody maybe like, oh, can you believe that people gang up on people when I was actually doing it myself? But that's what I mean by like, sometimes we're in our own denial and we don't even know. And and you're going to attack me because that? I'm human. It's physically emotionally impossible to not be in denial sometimes so it's just this t- and that's why i always feel like with like a bully like when you attack somebody for something that they can't control that's a bully that's a bully to me when you pick on somebody for something that they have no control of if i say something and i'm like yeah i make a big political statement or something and you attack me there's something to push up against it's like okay let's go i'm doing it let's go but if you just pick on me like i mean i remember this guy I made this video about this beautiful spiritual video and the guy was like you're ugly and I was like, what is, What does that even have anything to do with this? <laughs> I'm like, it's the only reason why you see my face is because it happens to be in the form of a video. It's not like it was like a, I was in my bikini rubbing it and saying like, and so I made another video the next day and I said, so what if I'm ugly? That was my whole video. I was like, so what if I'm ugly? I go, what does that have to do with anything? I go, what do you want me to do? And I did the same thing. Like, do well, you want me to put a bag on my head? What? Do, what would you like me to do? This whole pragmatic, like where I start asking people questions where like, Because they don't even know what they're in blindness. They're just doing it. They're just dumping. Dumping all over the place. And so this false prophet's like, and a lot of people will do that. They'll pretend that there's something so that they don't really have to see what they are. That false prophet's, which happens a lot with yoga teachers. So I've been going to the studio for 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. One five. 15 years. It's called Jiva Mukti. Uh, Everybody asks me on stage. They ask me about my body. I always say yoga. I always say Jiva Mukti. I always say this teacher, Rima, who I used to to go to. So uh, two Saturdays ago, I went to go to a class. and, 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 And now I've heard there's been articles written. There's somebody suing somebody for sexual something that went on there. There was a guy, one of the teachers had sex with all the girls. I know all this. I know that this teacher... One of the teachers, like I used to go there with a guy that I hung out with and she tried to like go out with him. I know this. I know she did that. Guess what I did? Sleepy, sleepy. Sleepy, sleepy. La, 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 la. Sleepy, sleepy. I went back to sleep. I didn't want to see it. I might've been too busy with something else. I liked the yoga class. I didn't want to do it. And then Saturday night, and this is what I always feel like, like it'll all come out. It'll come out in the wash. So I get into that yoga class and another one of the guy teaches too. I was very good friends with two of the big teachers there. And uh, the guys, his brother, so they're the nephews of the people that founded this whole place. And I know that they, the front desk has been horrific to me a million times. And it and what? Why? Why did I keep going? My friend was like, Sue, and this is a perfect example. My friend was like, Sue, why did you why didn't you just not go to the class? And I'm like, it almost sounds like when they say to the girls, why didn't you just leave the room? Right? Why didn't I? Why? Because we're not perfect. (laughs) It's so easy to sit across from somebody who didn't go through it and go, why didn't you do that? It's like, well, when did you do everything perfectly? (laughs) When did you not try to get something and pretend that something wasn't happening right (laughs) my whole thing is like admitting that and trying to keep getting closer to my, co- to my integrity. Like, and so I, and believe me, situations will pop up to make me do it. So the kid, so I walk in, so I get seg, they give you like a seg deal. So I get $17 instead of $22. And my dollars are so important to me right now. I literally even going that night was a lot of money for me. It was a lot of money for me, people like that's how much, how tight my money is and how I have to, because I'm not selling out or taking deals or doing anything. If they're, if it's not a cool, even Steven thing, So I go to yoga, the $17 is like literally, I had to budget it. And so he goes, oh yeah, you're SAG. And he rang it up and it was $22. And I go, you just said SAG. And I go, you know what? I go, this happens all the time. I go, this isn't the first time I go. And what you do is it gets hung up on my debit card. So they'll credit the 22 and then charge the 17. So then it's the double charge on there. And I'm balancing every dollar. I didn't tell him that because that's where you get in trouble with abusive people Too, you tell them too much of your information. So I said, uh, so the, and meanwhile, the girl was like, oh, he has a secret. He has a secret that he does to not have that happen. He has a secret that he does. So inside I'm believing the girl and I'm like, all right. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm going to yoga because I'm stressed and I have to go do a spot that night and there's a big agent coming from some big agency. And I'm like, I got to get my act together. And so he says, okay, so I put the $5 in your account for next time. And I was like, "Never mind the idea that I'm watching. I need the $5, Right. I'm like, well, I didn't want to spend $22 today. I wanted to spend $17. And I never would have said that before. That's another reason why people don't say something. Because you don't want to be abused. And you have to pick and choose when you're willing to be abused. And I was stressed and whatever. So so he says, uh, well, how much were you going to spend next time? And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm like, can you give me more than $5 in my account if you're going to hold my money? Like, I wasn't clear of what was going on in the moment. I wish I just said, no, give me the money. I wish I did but I also have this friendship with these people forever and I've been going there, and I wanted the yoga class. So there's a lot, it's not black or white. And he's like, well, you can have an incense for $5. I'm like, I don't want to incense. <laughs> and then I made, and I said, you know, sometimes you take the $5 and when I come back, they can't find it. I'm like, I don't want to have to go through this again. And now I'm, as I'm, even as I'm telling the story, see what I mean? It's like it's so obvious to everybody. And it's like, oh, how is that even a question that this was even a problem? Like, but inside when you get treated poorly, it's hard to see what's going on because they're so adamant at what they're doing and they puff up and they intimidate you and they do all this stuff. So uh, so I said, can you write down the $5 with your name sign so when I come back, I can have it. And this is based on a million times of them doing this. This isn't just one time. And I had every right, even if it was one time to do it, just let me say that. So, uh, so I go into class and I tell the teacher and it was funny because I chose to show him how mad I was because I realized like the people in the class might've been like, oh, she's mad. But then they see me keep moving, and then they're like, oh, well, Sue didn't care if she just got mad. It's it's all right. So it's like becoming a walking example for people. And I said to the teacher, I said, what the heck? I go, that guy was just so abusive. I go, he just took my money. And now as I look back, I'm like, that's pretty much what he did. He took my money. <laughs> and I had no power over it. And that's when my friend said, you could have left. And I was like, well, she wasn't being very, she, who knows if she would have left. See how people are just judgmental, and I didn't, I don't like that she said that to me either. It's like shame. That's what people do to people. They shame them. Because you could say it in a nice way too. Well, what are the options do you have instead of, well, you could have, li-? it's like, stop. Because nobody wants to hear it too. That's the other thing. They don't want to, they, they want to pretend that they would have li- It's like, no, you wouldn't. Nah. Let's follow you around with the camera. <laughs> Put a click camera in your glasses. You know how they have those little cameras in the glasses. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how perfect you are. And so, uh, <laughs> so I tell him and he, and he, and he says to me, He says, uh, well, do you know him? And I said, no. And he's saying like, cause I know him that he treated me that way. Or do I know that he's a jerk? I wasn't sure what he was saying. And he said, um, I said, it sounds like you're trying to like, you're asking me questions about him to defend him. And he's like, well, I just want to look at it from all angles. So then I was doing my class and I was like, I went up to him afterwards. I said, you know, if I came in and told you that that guy was awesome, would you have said to me you needed to look at it from all different angles? See how I'm learning like how to really, these these things that people say, they do all this stuff where you're supposed to go, oh, okay, oh, okay. It's like their defense mechanism because they're not, they are doing what I'm saying they're doing, but it's not working with me anymore because I go to my yoga class and I go, no, 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 no. All angles, baloney. And I'm like, you're a yoga teacher. And then he's reading the thing that says, it's hard to stand up for ourselves. We feel alone. I'm standing on my head and he's reading the thing. It's hard to stand up for ourselves because we feel so alone and blah, blah, blah. So I'm baloney. And so after class, I'm like, you realize that you just read that and i standing up for myself, right? So, and he tells me all these stories about how people hurt him or whatever. I'm like, whatever. You're the teacher. I am the customer. I don't want to hear your stories. I'm telling you my story. So I, I don't say that to him. I leave. And I'm afraid to go out past the desk because I calmed myself down and I have to go to go be on stage. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it from this guy. I knew I was going to. And so I walked by him, I had my headphones on, and he said something to me. And I now I make conscious choices. This is not unconscious. I said, did you say something to me? And he goes, no, I was talking to her. He goes, have a good night, Sue. And I didn't want to keep my, and I said, I'm not having a good night. The way you've been treating me is horrific. And then I walk by the front desk and the girl goes, have a good night, Sue. I go, I'm not having a good night. It was so funny how they kept telling me to have a good night. (laughs) See what I mean? Like, so tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's what I do. I take the most horrific situations and I can't help but laugh because it's so absurd. It's like, (laughs) have a good night. You're like, no, I'm having a horrible night. (laughs) Stop Stop telling me to have a good night. (laughs) You people are treating me like shit. And It's like what we say in Boston, like, don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. That's what they're doing. Bye, bye, Sue. I'm like, stop it. And they want me to go, again, this whole idea of like co-signing their narrative. That's what it is. It's like, that's what I feel like with people, like even like this guy in Boston, he's so sexist. He won't let me work at his club. I've sold it out more than Bobby Kelly, more than Nick DePaolo. It's, I'll tell you, it's John Tobin from the La- from Laugh Boston. I don't even care. The guy's been trying to crush me from the beginning of my career. I'm like, you're not gonna crush me. All of them, I don't care. Don't let me work. I don't care. I sold out your place. I sold. I'm. I'm. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm like, I don't care. I don't like you. I don't like what you did to me. And I walked by. He was producing Brewer's show, which there was nobody at his show either, so he must not be doing good. But I walk by him and he's like, what's up, Sue? And I'm like, no, uh-uh, no. Save it for your mother or your wife. Tell them both I said hi. Save it. See what he's doing? They don't even let you be mad. Like I'm like, no, I'm very vocal. I don't care what the consequences are. I don't care. But don't say hi to me. He wants me to say hi. To- oh, hi, how you doing? You Feeling feeling Okay. I'm going to make you feel comfortable because you're uncomfortable, but how shitty you treated me and I'm just hanging out with Brewer. Is that making you uncomfortable? No, I'm not going to do it. So that's what they would do. Like have a good night. And I'm like, I'm not having a good night. <laughs> and I'm not, they can do what they want to do. This is what I keep saying about this podcast. You can do what you want to do, but I'm not going to, you're not going to take me and, and add to your narrative. You're not going to take me to co-sign your abuse so you can feel better about yourself. I'm not going to do that. And if it impinges on me, I'm going to say something. If it's everybody else, I'm not going to, people can fight their own battles or whatever. I'm just going to take care of my little like, and I think by taking care of my little, it helps other people take care of them because then I don't think I'm an egomaniac that I can save everybody either. That whole idea is say, you save yourself and it'll help other people. That's empowering people. Give them the road work. Well, that's why I did it in the class. I was like, girls are able to see me say, oh, she gets mad. She's fine. It frees them. They're like, oh, maybe I could just get mad and move on especially about something that makes you mad. That's the other thing. Oh oh my gosh. I've almost, that thing, they, no one likes an angry woman. No one likes an angry woman, yet they keep doing things that make us angry. What is that about? What is that about? So I, so, so then I start to leave to go on the elevator and he starts coming at me like he's doing this aggressive guy thing. He is, he's and a, they're both from like the Lower East Side, and they come. The older brother was like in trouble, and like the, if he wasn't a yoga teacher, he would have been like he teaches in the city. I think I don't know if he was in jail or if he was like on his way there, but he tells this story in his yoga thing, and so uh, I could see it. I was like, this kid has no impulse control. He's a, when I got off the elevator downstairs, he was still walking, still trying to physically intimidate me, and I said, "You're a punk." I go, "You're being a punk right now." I go, "I'm from Boston." I go, "You're not gonna scam me. You're being a punk." And then I leave and I'm shaking like crazy. I'm like, that was so crazy. I'm like, I went to yoga. I went to go to yoga and this happened. And then I realized And when I was talking in the first episode that we did with with this whole podcast, when we we rebranded it, that idea of like disassociating, that's what I wanted to do that night. I literally wanted to say, I wish I didn't go there. I wanted to blame myself. I wanted to do anything I could to not make it be what happened. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want I didn't want that to happen. I just went in there to go to yoga. but this whole idea of how I have to be in my body and like deal with what's going on. And then I'm like, Sue, you know that it happens because look what happened in the news. Like, so then I had to take my own personal responsibility of like, stop acting like you didn't know. That's what brings me back to what I used to, what I, what I had talked about, about that Louis article. Like, was it just because it was in writing? And that's what happened with me. The guy did it and I, it was right in front of me. And it's like, Sue, when are you going to, be who you really say you are, right? So I, I texted both the teachers and they did the same thing. Like, oh, that sounds terrible. And oh, and they called me aggressively. And I'm like, this is this is what they do. The system wants you to just shut up. And I'm like, I'm not shutting up. And I'm not taking them down. I'm not like running around and telling everybody and I'm in a so, like, I don't care, but I am gonna tell them what happened. And so uh, the manager called me yesterday and she starts, I'm not joking. This is why God bless everybody out there. I understand why it's hard when you call customer service or whatever, and you get into a fight. It's like, cause that's what happened. So, so, so she calls me and she's like, well, I just want you to know that our policy is that if if a mistake is made by the front desk, we don't refund because it costs us money. They charge us. They charge us a fee. And I'm literally sitting in my body going to listen to what she's saying. She goes, so we just put it in the account for later. So I go, this is how she's starting the conversation. I go, so you're telling me that your policy is if you make a mistake, you want me to swallow the money. Had no problem even saying it to me, none. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, people come and they they, they just come to different classes and blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, and then tell me like what happened with him. And I'm like, here we go. I shouldn't have to tell anybody anything. She should just say, I'm sorry that ever happened. It'll never happen again, period, period, period. That's all it should have said. That's it. And so she starts telling me, well, he told me a different story. I'm like, of course, it was stupid. You think I'm stupid? Of course you did. Because what we were talking about was what? The fact that he overcharged me. But see, I I started this whole thing by talking about they try to get you off the fact that he overcharged me, which means they're doing something funny with the money. And I always say this, when it's not logical, follow the money. Follow the money follow the money. So what's going on is they probably clipped the $5. And then when you come back and you can't fight it, you go, oh, it's right. It was only $5. That's what goes on. And they probably puff up like the guy pops up and you're afraid to say something. So you just keep moving and you want to take a yoga class. And because nobody wants to deal with what I had to deal with, with them literally becoming vicious, like animals and attacking me. So the lady starts screaming at me on the phone and telling me I sound difficult. She's like, you, he said, you called him a punk. I'm like, I did call him a punk. I'm like, I did. I'm not a big fan of name calling. That guy needed to be called a punk. Seriously, he did. He was being a, and punk is not a big, is that really such a, he was being a punk. That's why I said, I said, you're being a punk. Cause I always say that about people. I don't say you're a punk. I say you're being a punk cause you're behaving like a punk. That's what I try to do. Even when I try to call people names, I try to be conscious of it. Jesus, <laughs> no wonder I get taken advantage of. No wonder people abuse me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a walking target. <laughs> Maybe this podcast is going to be therapeutic for me. The more I talk about it, I'm like, all right, so stop doing that. <laughs> and so, yeah, and I wish I didn't even talk to her. I should have just hung up the phone. That's what I'm going to like work on doing is like, and that's what I think people are going to hear me working on what I, like in live time, like what I'm working on. Like, I think I should have just hung up the phone on as soon as she started doing the whole. And that's what I wish. Because who cares? Like, that's what's going on now. Like people hear you, they don't care. So why am I? trying to voice my opinion to somebody who doesn't care. And that idea of like, because, and I heard somebody say it one time, they said, I'm afraid of being abandoned. And I was thinking, that is a big issue with people. People are so afraid of being abandoned that they'll do anything at any length to not feel that feeling. And I'm like, but I think that is the freedom because when you're an adult, you can't be abandoned. So it's like, and that idea of like feeling powerless, like, oh my God, it's a yoga studio. And that lady was just horrific to me. And he was abusive and they don't care. It's like, yep, radical acceptance. Yesu, that's what's going on. So anytime I get tangled in it, it's only because I'm trying to get them to care instead of being like, I care. See, again, it goes back to me, personal responsibility. I care. I care about myself. I care about myself enough not to let this woman talk to me like that. I care about myself. It's funny because now I maybe I am, everybody's going to hear me become more enlightened as I talk because that's what's, because I have to keep overcoming my own human frailty so that I can get to the level of enlightenment and I love that whole chop wood I say it all the time chop wood carry water chop wood carry water it's like this this humility of like just work it keep working so keep working and I don't mean working like yourself into the ground I mean working towards something and then it says after enlightenment chop wood carry water same idea as like don't ever get your ego too big don't ever get your ego too big so um this idea so so this guy booked me to do the show in Philly and uh I had asked him. I said, how far away is it? He said, two hours. So I was like, okay. And so then he was supposed to get a kid to drive me and he was going to be on the show and we were going to go do the show. That's what we talked about. Simple as that. And uh, the day of the show, the day before the show, the kid that he got me to drive was like, uh, okay, so I'll pick you up at 4.30. No, 3.30, something like that. And I go, 3.30? I go, what? I go, what time's the show? <laughs> and he goes, 7.30 or 8. I go, oh, four hours. I go, I'm not leaving at 3.30. I go, he said it was only two hours away. And I check with the guy. So you got to check with this guy. You got to straighten it out. I go, he thinks it's four hours away. The guy starts, Freak. I'm not checking anything out. I'm not straightening anything out. You're difficult. What is your problem? Puffs up again. So again, I'm like, and I kept trying to reason. And I'm like, this. what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, he said, you're accusing me of lying about the time. I was like, what is going on? Because I'm always trying to do like, make sure that I show up for my commitments and everything. And I'm I'm like, then I realized, then he was like, I'm firing you. I'm afraid you're going to go on stage and act crazy. This is what he's saying to me. And I'm like, this is all happening in his head. None of this is happening in reality. And I'm like, and the old me would have gotten all hung up. and It would have made me so scared, especially a guy acting like a lunatic like that. And what I realized is he did lie to me about the time and he thought I was going to get in the car. And once I was in the car and go into the gig, it wouldn't have mattered. But because once again, I said, sounds weird. Look, what did you get? Which brings me back to when I was talking about the Louis CK thing and the women being assaulted. If you say no, you get absolute insanity because they're trying to dump the shame back on you. You caught them doing something that they might've even been justifying in their own head that they don't want to deal with just like I didn't want to deal with the yoga thing. I mean, people don't want it. who wants to deal with it? I do now though, I do. I want to deal with it because I want to not be part of the problem. And if I'm dumping on people or pretending or getting, needing people to gang up with me to gang up on somebody else, I'm doing the same exact thing. And that's what I think is going on. Everybody's like, you're doing, that. and we're like, I think we're all doing it. I don't know, I said it on Adi's podcast and they got mad. They asked me what I thought would help the world. I said, if we all just took a little bit of personal responsibility, I go, even if some of us didn't do anything wrong. And I understand people are so stretched so thin, but so am I. $5 was a big deal for me the other day with the yoga class. And I'm still not acting out. So it's like, you know, like stretched so thin. Maybe we're stretched so thin because we haven't settled down and just said, Let me see if I can love myself a little bit more instead of just keep going out, 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 and getting swallowed up. And if you think about it, if a whole bunch of us did just a tiny bit, the energy would change completely. The whole world would change. We need each other. That's what I think it is. It's like, we do need each other, but we're so scared of each other. That's what my whole play. And I wrote it 20 years ago. The scary monster, you put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking across the floor. You put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. Yes, the whole play is about the scary monster's heart softens and then he's afraid to leave the house. And what have I been saying on the podcast? What are we supposed to do? Stay in? I can't believe I wrote this 20 years ago and it is what it is and what's happening in the world and it's all about what I'm talking. It's crazy. Yeah, we don't have to stay in so much. We need each other. We need to learn how to talk and like accept each other a little bit more. At least I want to do that. I always like to keep it in the eye, so that people are, don't tell me what to do. See, I'm always <laughs> going to yell at me. But I'm going to keep doing it even if they yell at me. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.